Okie everybody, welcome back to the Foul Ball Podcast, and we are back in normal fashion, which is good. If you're watching us on YouTube, the video is back to normal. If you're listening to us through the audio, through whether, you know, Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, or any other audio platform, that's back to normal as well, which is good. And so, welcome back. I knew I was away for about a week and a half because I was on vacation between Boston, Vermont, New York and Philadelphia and so there's a little stretch of time where I was absent but we're back officially and normally which is good so there's two brief things I want to mention before we get going about the Hoburn Derby and the All-Star Game first of which is as usual our website for everything related to the Foul Ball Podcast is located at foulballpodcast.org where our store is again that's foulballpodcast.org and second thing, I know essentially the entirety of the United States, along with numerous parts of the world, are going through record heat waves. You know, the heat is at numbers that many of us haven't seen before. So if you're in a portion of the world where that has is happening to you, please stay cool. Please stay safe. I know there's, this heat's been affecting other parts of our daily lives, including just just going outside as we normally do flying regular storms and all that stuff so again if that's affecting you please stay safe please use caution and i know i am one of those people being affected by it so i will do the same as that and so without further ado let's get into the home run derby and the all-star game all right um both were both were interesting both were a lot of fun to watch so as we know, the festivities took place out in Los Angeles, out at the Dodgers Stadium, and it was nice to see that they had a lot of aerial views of the stadium, and due to my travels that I had already, I wasn't able to head out that way, you know, because that's like a six-hour flight away from me here in the Boston area, and so wasn't able to go, and, you know, it was actually really nice being able to watch it on t- television, and being able to see those aerial views of the stadium was really cool because that whole area is a really neat design and it's definitely interesting the way the way it's all set up right and i heard nothing but great experiences about the dodger stadium and so nothing really changed that effect throughout the all-star extravaganza right everybody who went everybody that i saw who went had a great time Everybody was into it, and I can tell you, you know, watching it on television, I still had at least some kind of effect with the excitement. I could really sense the atmosphere within the stadium. I could really sense that people were thoroughly enjoying each and every moment of it. So that was initially good to see, you know, right away, right? Or I should say use, you know, a baseball reference right off the bat because this is a baseball-related episode anyway. So... You know, to keep continuing from that, you know, talk about the home run derby. You know, it, it was it was back and forth, really, at the end of the day, right? But in terms of starting it off right away, the winner was our friend Juan Soto, right? And there's a couple things to mention about Juan Soto. So he walked it off at the very end, 119 to 18. And 
you know, initially that first story, I'm even looking at something, you know, like front office sports, and I know that's a big source, right? It, where they like there's there were a lot of reports about how the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, the team that he plays for now, had refused to fly him back to Washington, right? And you know, refused the charter flight to get him home from the home run derby. And it basically all had to do with him denying the $440 million contract. So that forced him to fly commercially. And, well, no, hold on. I got that story mixed up. So they refused to fly him to the home run derby from home. Scratch that. And, you know, so he had to fly commercially. Arrived in Los Angeles literally at 1.30 a.m., barely got any sleep, then had to do all the media stuff and all that that whole thing, and then went on to win the whole home run derby. I mean, talk about talk about a lot of stuff going on within a short amount of time. And you know, there's a lot of parts of the home run derby that were really back and forth, especially when he was facing Juan Soto. When, uh, sorry, when, uh, when Juan Soto was facing Julio Rodriguez and then Albert Pujols, like he, Albert Pujols had a lot of competition with other folks that he was facing. I mean, if you watched it, I mean, it's all just kind of self-explanatory, right? With just how many things were going on and on and on. And so, you know, the other kind of interesting thing, and, and I don't know if I want to call it funny or not. But it is really intriguing. This is the fact that Julio Rodriguez, so he plays for the Seattle Mariners, and his contract is for $700,000. And he was the one that lost to Juan Soto, and he came in second, right? Julio came in second, and he doubled his salary in one night, right? One night, he made so much money, more than he's getting paid for. So... The payout for Rodriguez was $750,000, and that is more money than he will receive from the Mariners this season. Again, like I said, he's being paid the MLB minimum salary, $700,000, just like every other rookie that's out there within the minors, within the majors. Um, well, you know, yeah, all the rookies. And so, obviously, you know, it goes on, we go on and on about how... The money is definitely well earned, and it was, right? He put on a great effort, put on a great show, fought to the very end. It just so happens that Juan Soto walked off in the, towards the end of it. So, you know, high, high packed, highly packed action, a lot of it, a lot went down fairly quickly. And so if we move on to the All-Star game that took place yesterday evening, and I'm sure, you know, again, if you watched it, it was intense, and it was fun to watch. And what made the game even much more notable was that everybody knew somebody in the game, right? All the fans knew at least one person playing in the game. So there was definitely, I think, a lot more camaraderie. There weren't as many fans going back and forth at each other as you would expect, you know, when our two regular teams are playing within the MLB season, right? It's not like a Red Sox-Yankees game where you know fans are going to be going back and forth at each other, breathing down, you know, breathing down each other's necks. 
saying, oh, you know, this, that, the other thing, right? It happens all the time with the Red Sox-Yankees games, by the way, literally every game. But, you know, it's one of those things where everybody who's a fan of baseball was able to come together for a nine-inning game, and that made it awesome, awesome. You know, just show that support, show the love for the game within a few hours. And just, just yeah, just to see that, I'm, I'm still, I'm just still in awe. I, I, I really am. And so, if for those of you who may not necessarily know a ton about the All-Star Games, so there's, you know, a roster full of folks from the National League and, you know, the roster full of folks from the American League who were voted essentially the best of the best at the end of the day within their respective leagues and their respective teams, right? And they get sent to play for either the National League or the American League. Same thing with the coaches. Whoever's been nominated or voted as, like, the best coach within both the leagues, they get to coach the All-Star game. So that's also cool, too. And then however the MLB decides to choose the umpires is however they do it. And so... Again, American League played the National League. National League played the American League. And it was tight, right? It was a really close game. Right away, the National League scored two runs, bottom of the first. And then there wasn't a score until the fourth inning where the American League scored three runs. And if you're watching at all, it's Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, I know I tweeted about this, but Giancarlo Stanton had a moonshot out to Ding Dong City freaking crushed a home run like way out the wazoo i mean that went that ball went flying flying and so that was a big part of it a game at least getting tied and then they were able to pull ahead in that inning so like i said scored in the bottom of the first scored scored in the top of the fourth between both sides and there was really no scoring the rest of the game right so basically from the fourth inning on if you look at the scorecard it's all zeros. The American League had eight runs. I mean, sorry, eight hits. Eight hits. National League had five hits. And the American League had one error. And the National League had zero errors. So, as I said again, the score was 3-2. And that was it. And then, on top of just everybody there having fun and showing support and love for the game of baseball. As it's been since essentially the 1870s 1880s so to see that the love for it has lasted this long i mean just i I think that's self-explanatory i think that speaks dividends really at the end of the day and so the all-star mv all-star game mvp again no-brainer gene carlos stanton right um and as i said before the ball appeared to splatter off his bat regaining its shape, almost defying physics. So if you look at the picture of it, when he hit the ball, it looked like the ball was really smushed in, right? At least half the ball was just, like, flattened. It was almost essentially destroyed, right? And then it sailed 457 feet. It flew 457 feet into the Los Angeles sunset in the fourth inning, in the top of the fourth. And that's, you know, as I said... That's what contributed to the runs and the eventual win to win the game. And so, you know, it's one of those things, too, where it's kind of funny because we had a Clayton Kershaw who pitched, who was, uh, who pitched on one side. 
for the All-Star Game, and he's on the Los Angeles Dodgers, and so it's not like he was in a new stadium. That's literally his home stadium, and he pitched in it. Literally didn't have to go anywhere. So he felt pretty confident about that one, and yeah. Uh, and it says here that Clayton Kershaw was just the sixth pitcher in the last 40 years to start the All-Star Game in his home, own home baseball park. So that's fun. And so that's just, you know, the gist of All-Star festivities. And I know there were numerous, uh, you know, outside of the baseball stuff that happened on the field, I know that there are a lot of issues with flights with a lot of other players, um, along with, you know, the coaching staff and just fans in general. And then outside of that, you know, everybody around the globe, I think, is having issues with flying as well. And so, obviously, hopefully that gets wrapped up here sooner rather than later. But when it comes to that stuff, you know, I don't want to predict the future. I don't want to say anything because I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, I know I'm not flying anywhere anytime soon. So, you know, I'll kind of play that by year. But anyway, so that's that's the all-star stuff. And regular season gets back underway tomorrow on Thursday with just, you know, regular regular slate of games. I know there's at least six games. I think the Yankees are playing two of them. I believe the Yankees have a doubleheader. So let's get the second half of the season underway, and it's going to be an intense second half because I know, you know, especially in the American League East, every single team is literally fighting if, if uh, Other than the Yankees, every team is fighting for a wild card spot right now in the AL East, which is insane. You know, they're, they're all super close within the standings. And it makes the second half of the season exciting, but also a little nerve-wracking for everybody in that division to kind of see how it all pans out in the long run. So, should be a good second half, and we will see you... In a bit, we have an executive interview tomorrow, and we have another one on Friday. And then at the end of the Red Sox series, we will talk about that. So, we'll catch you in a bit.